Hello, this is Roy Lilly. The boy with the golden hair is on his way to wherever the spirits of the young go. We can only wish him a safe journey and thank him for what he's done to make us think about the world we've made. Whatever misfortune took his breath away, the suffering of his family and their fight for his life is breathtaking. The words of the court judgment, and I link to it in today's e-letter, were bleak. I quote, He has no prospect of recovery. The, compa the compelling and unanimous medical evidence is that he has not regained awareness at any time and has now been in a coma with a Glasgow score of 3 stroke 15, the lowest, for over three months. Archie was found by his mother with a ligature around his neck and suffered catastrophic hypoxic ischemic brain injury. The search for a solution designed around an adversarial court system has corroded the relationship between the family and the hospital and demolished any thoughts of fairness and balance they may have had about the law. We say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The family have walked that road to hell and back and back again. This is a system based on good intentions. But is it good enough? When all that can be done is done, and no more can be done, we're left with a moral and ethical dilemma beyond principles and beyond what's just right and what's wrong. This is a horrible, ugly time. The hospital have had to post security guards to keep out an intrusive press who are not beyond draping themselves with the stethoscope to sneak a bedside picture for the front pages. Is there a better way? For the family who've suffered devastatingly bad news delivered not by kind words and at a patient pace they can absorb, but by letter in the name of legal service. Is there a better way for the mother struggling with the anger, guilt and pain of loss that she would give her life for the one she couldn't protect from a moment's daredevil? Is there a better way? End-of-life decisions occur daily in intensive therapy units the world over. Withholding or withdrawing life-prolonging therapy, these decisions are made by clinicians and families when no more can be done. The vast majority of deaths in the ICU occur following decisions to withhold or withdraw treatment. The final decision and the responsibility for that decision is vested in the consultant in charge of the ICU. Who would be that person? Who would be the judge? And how could we begin to judge the judges? Life is precious and more so when it's ebbing away. Is there a better way? At the root cause of all disputes is generally communication. What is said about what is known and how it is said. Is there a better way? Most police services following the 2000 McPherson report after Stephen Lawrence's murder introduced family liaison officers and they've made such a difference for so many families. After COVID, 
the James Paget Hospital and St George's Hospital and others introduced family liaison officers to help support patients and their families during their hospital stay. At a time when families are blinded with grief, disoriented with the law and at a loss to understand complex medical prognoses, a, li a liaison officer who could bring an understanding of procedures, a translator and a guide could be a friend to the family and a big help to the professionals doing their best. It would take training and understanding of people and life and the ways of the law and medical principles, but it's not beyond us to train and learn. There's a word in French, accompagnement, best translated as support or presence. That person might be a part of the better way, a better way we know we must find. There's no denying. In the last resort, someone has to turn off the machines and watch the green line go flat. Is there a better way? In this delicate balance, yes. Perhaps we can just shift the fulcrum point. Have the best weekend you can, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye now.